This is Double Exposure Show with your hosts and professional photographers, Sophia Lemon and Petro. Keep listening if you're a photographer, entrepreneur, or small business owner looking for actionable business and marketing advice and funny off-topic rants. Join Petro, Sophia, and the Double Exposure Show community on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. And here's Petro and Sophia. Hello, I'm Sophia Lemon. Hello, I'm Petro, and uh, this week we're talking about our favorite podcasts. Yay! Yeah. You can find links for this episode <laughs> at doubleexposure.show slash 66. So that's 66. I think we're on the same page this time. I remember <laughs> I remember the last few episodes I'm I'm saying different numbers. I blame Oh well. Yeah, I blame the fact that we pre-record these. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. I don't. The, Do you? Well, the Do the part, listeners care? Well, no. the best part about our podcast is that um, you don't have to listen in sequence. You can literally just pick and choose what you want to listen to. Yeah. As long as you listen to all of them. That, that would yeah. be the best I mean, thing for you. You're yeah. going to want to listen to all of them at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially if you're in the industry. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, as uh, you can tell, I'm still coughing. Um, that's something new. I actually got more sick the last couple of days ago. And I blamed it all on the snow. I had to go and um, rescue a couple of people. Um, particularly the the tenants at one of my rental units. Um, they, there's an elderly woman who called me and basically kind of said, I got to leave tomorrow at seven and there's so much snow and I can't even get to my car. I'll be there. (laughs) So, um, then I came home and the snow plow as it came by just basically buried, well, there was like two feet of snow in front of my driveway. So there's no way for me to even pull in or pull out. Mm-hmm. So then I had to do it here and <coughs> excuse me, I have this rinky dinky snowblower that doesn't, it can't handle it, mm-hmm. you know? So I tried, I tried, I tried, and then I just traded in for a shovel and went on my merry way. And, uh, the next day I woke up feeling really crappy. So that's yep. my story. Um, yeah. So how about you? What's new and exciting? I am doing the opposite of you and trying not to get sick. So I've changed my diet a lot mm-hmm. and I'm exercising and I'm getting up ridiculously early. Today I didn't. Today I slept in until like seven o'clock. What? And guess what? I feel like junk. Hmm. And by junk, I mean like I feel tired and like brain foggy and stuff. Mm-hmm. Turns out if I get up at like five in the morning and go and work out, I have a much better day than when I don't. That's so a fact. Uh, but I think I'm going to have to continue doing that. <laughs> good luck convincing people to do that. It's it's not going to be possible. I mean, I was up around <sighs> 7 o'clock myself, but you know, I, I snoozed so, a little bit more afterwards. Well, you hear a lot, or at least I hear a lot, because I listen to a lot of podcasts, and we're going to talk about this. I hear a lot about, you know, successful people get up really early in the morning, mm-hmm. which I think is like kind of ridiculous. I think people should work when they are most inspired to work. And I happen to be the most productive between like eight and like 11, 12. Mm -hmm. 
in the morning. So um, for a while there, it was like nine o'clock I started working, which was cool. Um, but I've sort I've changed my routine a bit. So now I get up and at eight o'clock, I write down my intentions for the day and then I do some reading. And that really gets my brain primed to work because it gets it working and thinking and, <laughs> you know, reading words, putting shit together. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it's having a pretty big impact. Um, but the biggest part is definitely getting up and going to the gym first thing. So Yeah, I agree. And I think part of it is going outside. <coughs> getting, getting out of the environment. Fresh air, yep. like not stale air, and then talking to some people. And cleaning up, having a shower and everything is really fun. But yeah, my diet's changed a lot, which is good. And again, I think we talked about this last week. I don't understand why it is we can eat well and we think, damn it, I feel so much better. But then the minute we eat junk, we just get right back into eating junk. It doesn't make sense to me. Logically, I'm, I, I don't get it. Like you'd think you feel better and you'd stick with it. Have you ever stuck with it all the whole time? Because you've had to yeah. have eaten better before. And well, yeah. So you remember like my last year in London, mm -hmm. I lost like 40 pounds. Mm -hmm. So that for that period of time, definitely. But it was a progression, right? So I went from eating like carbs and cheese to <laughs> like eating healthier stuff, not eating as much, but I was still eating pasta and everything. But it was a progression from mm -hmm. like total crap to like better food. And now I'm more onto like, I limit my gluten intake. I limit my sugar intake. I never drink a lot of caffeine. I am starting to drink red wine because apparently there's some significant health benefits associated with drinking red wine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Although I have like two glasses a week. <laughs> that, but, that's better than two glasses yeah. a day. Well, normally it's like, I will be really good for like three weeks and then I fall off the wagon and I think it's like I decide I'm going to have a treat one day. Mm -hmm. And I, I think for me, I have to be less restrictive. I have to just eat well because it's easy. So meal prep is the, is a good thing. Having all the food in the fridge and ready to go and all I have to do is microwave it at the most. That's really helpful. But honestly, most of this photo, food I don't even have to <coughs> microwave. So my lunch I brought today is uh, broccoli quinoa and roast beef and I can eat that cold so I'm going to eat it cold <laughs> and I think that the the fact that eating bad is so much more convenient sometimes you don't have but to do the, the prep you know you just go and pick it up and well buy yeah it. I guess you don't have to do the prep right. but, the, but <laughs> the biggest issue is the fact that majority of these bad things quote unquote are either loaded with sugar yep oh they are loaded with sugar right? you have no idea man I went and looked through our spice cupboard and our spices, our salt spices mm -hmm. have sugar in them. I cannot believe it. It makes me kind of sick. <laughs> it helps it uh, cook off better. Because sugar caramelizes it. And, well, I guess. We can get into the science, but there's no point. <laughs> yeah, just <clears throat> so, eating, better is, eating better is better. That's what I'm yeah. going with. So, yeah. Uh, but for me, night, just to add, for me... Um, I wish I could eat better when I'm not here because if I'm half an hour away from home, yeah. there's a really good chance I didn't bring anything. And if I'm spending four to five hours there, I get hungry and I grab something. And there's yeah. a grocery store right next to the, the place I work at that I'm talking about. So I go to the grocery store and I try to get something with, you know, I try. 
So I'll pick up a yogurt, I'll pick up a wrap instead of a sandwich or something, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't go to the back of the store where they have the deep fried chickens and potatoes and all that. Um, but right as soon as you walk in is the produce section. So like I could pick up apples and bananas and what have you, but I don't. I don't because they, I don't know, you just don't feel full after them, you know? Oh, no, that's for sure. You definitely need to have some stuff that'll make you feel full. I've been having a lot of beans, actually. They're full of (laughs) beans. (laughs) Yeah, true. (laughs) So, but uh, let's move on. I interrupted you there. Oh, I was just saying last night I was really feeling like I needed a break because I last weekend decided I was going to work. So I have been working nonstop since January 1st. What? And I've been busting my ass because as we know, January for photographers, January, February, even March are sort of slow. Mm -hmm. I've been busting my ass to not be slow. So, (laughs) which um, my January is up significantly from last January. So that's awesome. Very cool. Um, But still busting my ass. But I just, like, I'm a big-time introvert, and busting my ass means that I need to talk to a lot of people and be social, and I don't want to be social all the time. Sometimes I just want to not talk to anyone and be by myself. <laughs> Although texting is all right. Texting's okay. But um, over Christmas, I didn't get any time to myself because it's, like, family time all the time, right? Okay. So I don't know when the last time was that I had a day to myself. And there was no one around. So this morning I did not go to the gym. I slept in a little bit. Nice. Well, I was going to add this earlier. Yeah, go ahead. Um, The biggest reason why it's difficult for me to get working before, let's say, 9 or actually even 10 o'clock is because Mm -hmm. what I do has a lot to do with interaction with other people who don't really get started until about 10. So if I get started at 7, by 10, I'll... I would have gotten a lot done, but at the same time, my workday would be way too long and I would miss opportunities um, well into the past, you know, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. kind of uh, time frame. And that's that's what I think what a lot of people might have difficulty with. Um, being a photographer, being self-employed, being in this creative industry, <coughs> I'll be completely honest with you. I think you're one, maybe one of two, possibly, people that I know that will wake up early and actually do the work or has the discipline to sit down and do work and create a list. Yeah, I totally know what you're talking about. You know, so because I'm guilty as charged here myself, I do not have a list of things to do. I've tried scheduling my day. The problem is it almost never works out because (laughs) something else takes a little longer. And it's not that I'm terrible at scheduling things. It's that I'm not saying, you know what, I got to be somewhere else. We're done. Mm -hmm. Um, With the exception of today, I do have a photo shoot at 11 o'clock. We we got started at 9 a.m. I have a photo shoot at 11 o'clock. So we're going to cut the short sort sort of but not even because our our episodes don't really go past an hour and a half <laughs> so <laughs> in theory this should be a short one but we're front loading it with a bunch of useful information absolutely and part of that is and i mentioned this last week when <coughs> i was looking at how i was gonna format my mornings 
before the new year because I already had a routine and then I kind of started to fall apart by the end of the year. But now I'm getting back on track. Um, I read The Millionaire Morning by Lewis Howes and that helped a lot. But one of the things that he says in his book is to give yourself two or three hours um, before you start working in the morning so you can sort of acclimatize. Yeah, um, and I can, I can attest to that personally. It's one of yeah. the best things ever. But I don't see a problem with people um, doing their work when they are most likely to get the most done or most likely to be the most productive or most likely to be the most focused. So for example, I listened to this one podcast called, oh, they just changed their name, um, Well-Fed Women. Mm -hmm. And one of the hosts says that she like does most of her work in the middle of the night, mm. which like a lot of these like experts on successful people will say like is not how <laughs> how you do it but maybe you're the type of person who like likes having an up in the air schedule um i'm, I'm kind of like that our only thing this year that we're talking about on this show is that you need to know what your goals are and so you need to know what steps you need to complete in order to reach your goals so that doesn't mean that you need to have a set schedule, but you need to know what, what's the next thing that you need to get done in order to reach your overall goal, right? Mm -hmm. So that's something that we're going to be talking about a lot. And I'm going to talk about getting up at five in the morning and Petro's going to talk about rolling out of bed at nine and then getting to work at like 11. But if that's what works for you, then that's what works for you. Like, don't just yeah. do what we say because... Well, the funny thing is I, I do get up earlier. I don't get up at nine. <clears throat> but my routine includes other things in the yep. in in the home. So yeah. even even you and I when we when we agree to get going at nine AM for the podcast, mm -hmm. it's if I get up at seven, it seems like wow, you have so much time. The two hours. But the the prep that I do for the day, the the emails that I check that I need to get answered yeah. before eight. Even just to get ready, just to go hop in the shower and feel refreshed. By the time I do that, it's always like 9, 9.30. Mm -hmm. And it's because it is part of my routine. I typically don't get my day started until 10 a.m. Unless I have to be somewhere at 8, and then I'll adjust. But it's it's very difficult, you know? Um, yeah. So, so, yeah, you're absolutely right in terms... Well, it, it kind of feels like I roll out of bed at 9. Like this morning, I, I was up around 7. I got stuff done. I showered, um, did my emails. I, I did a lot of stuff. I actually got a lot out of the way. I got I got my uh, photography equipment prepped for the shoot this morning, and uh, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> and then at eight a.m., uh, a little bit after maybe eight fifteen, I laid mm -hmm. I laid in bed because Mia was still sleeping and Hannah was still in bed too with her. Mm -hmm. And so I laid in bed and I was probably in bed for 20 minutes to half an hour, you know? Yep. And then you texted me if I found pants or not, <laughs> <laughs> which is a bit of an inside joke, but, um, so, so yeah, it's, sometimes I feel like I'm rolling out of bed at nine, but it really doesn't matter. Um, because you, you, I want to kind of get something out of the way. And as a working professional, you should set a working day and sort of a limit of the hours that you're working. Mm -hmm. So just because you're self-employed and you possibly work from home, 
doesn't mean that you should actually be quote unquote working or available for work 24 hours a day or oh. 16 hours a day that you know whatever whatever you just because you're not sleeping you're available yeah, and I think that it's really important that your clients don't believe that you're available all hours of the day. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you end up like I've gotten text messages at like on weekends, ten o'clock at night, and I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> if a client messages me at eleven p.m., I will quite often tell them that you know what, I got to look at my schedule tomorrow. And I have some people who are who are kind of persistent and pushy, like. Well, can't you just go look at your computer now? No. And I'm, well, the funny thing is, I can look on my phone. I have my phone yeah. on me. They're all they're synced, and I just say, you know what? I, it's my work stuff. I'm I'm at home or I'm out. Whatever. I'm off the clock. Yeah. I'm off the clock, and it, that's the thing. I don't really want to work. If it, if if it's a last minute thing, and I got to book a shoot for the next day at eight a.m., fine. I'll I'll put that in the calendar, or whatever. But I I try not to work past a certain time so for my photography business um it's it's 4 30 p.m after after 4 30 yeah. i i'm off the clock and it's it means emails so if you email me and it's after 4 30 like 4 31 or 4 32 it doesn't mean that i'm not going to check it or reply to it uh that day because i might be in the middle of doing it um, it just means that 4.30 p.m. is my cutoff time for my work day, and I'm out. I'm off. Mm-hmm. Um, with the exception of printing, I do print at night quite often because... Yeah, but you're not talking to people. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I am working, and I've been trying to change that. I'm trying to uh, print during the day, mm-hmm. during my work day. Because it is still my my job, right? It's still my work. Um, but the excuse I always had was, you know, I'll, I'll look at the 20 photos I need to print today. I will queue them up. I hit print and I walk away. Mm-hmm. So I'm technically not working, but it's not true. Uh, I think I was lying to myself because half the time I kind of sit there and wait for them to come out. Yep. You know, and... Now, because I do order fulfillment um, and I sent a lot of these photographs to the photographer's clients, um, like blind shipping or drop shipping, whatever you want to call it. Um, lately, I've also been packaging them as they print out. Mm-hmm. So I find myself actually working at night, but I was still kind of telling myself, well, you hit print and you walk away. So, you know, if Hannah and I just want to watch TV for a bit, oh, well, I could just hit print and walk away. But the truth is that I hit print and I kind of sneak back in the living room, but then I get up and go back. And then as the print comes out, if I know it's going to the U.S., I'll, I'll start prepping it. I'll start putting it in a tube in the package. Yeah. You know, like, yep. and, and the argument could be such that, well, you're only watching TV, but no, it's, that's not what it is. It's me spending time with my wife. Because mm-hmm. she spent all day taking care of the baby, um, we hang out during the day. True, but this is our time to do nothing—to watch a movie or to just sit and talk or whatever. Have you so read? Is it the five love languages? No, I I have not read the whole thing. So, <laughs> so one of the five love languages is um, quality time. And quality mm-hmm. time is not 
sitting with each other, but texting or sitting with each other, but watching TV, it's like sitting with each other and talking to each other and paying attention and not Mm -hmm. having your nose pointed at your phone. It's like Mm -hmm. actually engaging in conversation and having the other person like feel like you're present and you're focused because yeah, you're right. Those are two very different people, two very different things. Like I, there are people that I'll hang out with that I don't need to talk with, but if I actually want to talk with them, they better be paying attention. (laughs) You would hope. Like you can spend time with someone and not be spending quality time with them. Correct. So you and Hannah being in the house, but you printing. Yeah. I totally get that. That's not, that's not the same thing. That's not cool. And and she's very supportive. She's not going to be telling me that, Hey, you're not paying attention to me or whatever. Cause she understands that it is, it is, yeah, but it, it, it leads to income and we need income. But you are paying to attention sustain. to her sometimes. Yes. So you do make that time for quality time. Well, absolutely. I, I have to. I, I mean, le- learn from me. If you don't, you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> learn from other people's mistakes is what I always say. So I had a, this is just offhand. I had Monday night, I was like bored and I had had a weird day and like I was sort of reaching my point of like I need alone time and I texted my one friend and I'm like I've had a weird day can you just like for five minutes because he hates texting I'm like can you just like <laughs> text me for like five minutes and so he sends a slew of uh, <laughs> emojis <laughs> nice <laughs> and one of them was the t-rex and I didn't know there was a t-rex and I literally erupted in laughter because it was adorable. Really? And then I was like, okay, that was good. I'm good. I'm done. <laughs> I didn't know there's a T-Rex. There's a T-Rex. Should I send it to you? Yes. Okay. I'll send it to it you right and now. you talk. What? <laughs> Unreal. <clears throat> My turn to talk. Okay. <clears throat> and sent. <laughs> awesome. I'm looking forward. It's really cute. Oh, it is. I love it. <laughs> Should we get into the podcast that we listen to? Because we've been talking for 20 minutes now. We kind of are. We kind of are talking about the podcast we listen to. True. I feel like we're going to have to have more of these conversations on, like, self-care and stuff. Because this is obviously important. And it's super important. I mean, so speaking of podcasts, and we we really hope that when you're listening to this podcast, that we're on the list of your favorite podcasts. Yeah. If if this is not the only podcast you possibly listen to, because that does happen. And one thing that I find is a, a podcast can be very re- relevant to what you do. Mm-hmm. So you could either listen to it because uh, you want to get better at your career or you, your profession, whatever. Uh, or it could be very entertaining. <clears throat> it's very rare to find a podcast that's relevant, entertaining and actually useful. Yeah. So the useful part I'm talking about is, you know, like the 20 minutes we just spent talking about self-care. Yeah. If you pull a little nugget of information out of there and help, and that helps to you to improve yourself, then I feel better about uh, sitting here and recording this. Speaking of, uh, be- yeah, speaking of the stuff that we share being useful, I listened to yet another podcast this morning, which I love, <coughs> explaining to me why I should have an email list. And I'm just like, okay. I have an email list. I need to know how to make my email list work better. Not like, I don't right. need to know another reason why I need an email list. I already know why. Um, so one of our goals is definitely to give like actionable advice, like stuff that you can actually use. 
to better your business. Well, yeah. So you need a you need a mailing list, and here's why. Okay. Well, what are the steps to get it? Then okay, I have a mailing list. What do I do now? You know, okay, I don't understand the analytics. Is it working? You know, how do you gauge things? So yeah, we'll try to give you some useful information, but. Yeah, so let's start with um, this one. This podcast is pretty good. We actually listen to it. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true. I listen to uh, the episodes when they get published. Yep. And uh, I'm, I'm behind, funny enough, even though we had a really nice break. I took that break as a break. Yep. So I'm about three to four episodes behind, believe it or not. <laughs> and I have to admit, when you listen to your own podcast and you kind of like smile the whole time, like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> I don't remember saying that. <gasps> I sound smart. <laughs> kind of. Right. <clears throat> Sometimes I go, wow, I really do rant. <laughs> yes. Like, shut up. Like, you need to cut it, cut it off. Oh, my goodness. And it's just it just goes to show how my brain works. So today is the first time in 66 episodes that I do not have a pad of paper and a pen. Mm hmm. I'm trying something new, uh-huh. and I usually take notes, and as I speak, I will add things, like, oh, yeah, there's this. Oh, yeah, there's this. <clears throat> and I'm trying something new with this because <clears throat> I know I have a list of the podcasts I listen to, and I know the reasons. And I'm finding that it's easier to stay on track because I think I was too focused on making the list better, trying to give you more content than just kind of getting to the point giving a couple of nuggets of information on top of that and moving on. So is it bad that I was given too much information? No, but you know, we'll try, we'll try this. Mm-hmm. So let's, uh, let's start with your favorites. Let's. Well, I have like a lot here. Yes, you do. So you do one. Like, I'll do one. I have like 12. You, you are kidding me. I do not have I'll that I'll take many. some out. How about that? Do not. Just tell me all of them. Why don't you start 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 going and we'll go from there. Dun, dun, dun. I'm taking some out. I I can't. Um not a lot, just a couple. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the ones that I can like really go on and on and on about. Okay. Okay. So one of the earliest ones that I listened to, and I believe that I was introduced to this one by Dave, hmm? was it? No. Yes. I heard it. When did you get into podcasts? Well, when I was at Fanshawe. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so this one is Under the Influence. It is a Canadian podcast. It's on CBC. And you can subscribe to it in your favorite podcasting app. And it's awesome. It's about marketing and advertising and how it works on your subconscious. Mm -hmm. But really, it's just, it's like, he he tells a whole bunch of stories, um, narrated by Terry O'Reilly. He tells a whole bunch of stories about um, marketing, like real marketing stories, and it's pretty cool. Have you ever listened to it? Yep. Yeah. I subscribe to it. So I I kind of, it's funny, I wouldn't call this my favorite, but uh, I do listen to it time to time when I... Uh, not when I'm bored. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I when I'm oversaturated with my other favorite podcast. Yep. Uh, I'll turn like this one on. But yeah, that's a good one. It is like, Continue. and it's like really, really well recorded. Yeah. Well, CBC Radio. Come on. <laughs> True. 
CBC is very underrated as far I as uh, know. programming I know. My goes. goodness. And by the way, you so. can subscribe to all the CBC podcasts um, in your favorite podcasting app. Um, and I was right. It was Dave Moreland who, who I got onto this one. Yeah. From, he taught my marketing class in, in Fanshawe. No, yep. that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so another one that I listen to, and I talk about this all the time, <coughs> is carbon-based business units. Which um, I, mm-hmm. I have not listened to that much. Um, I know. Everyone should. They have some mm-hmm. really good content for business owners. And it's hosted by my friends Ralph and Carolyn Rivera. And they're good. And another one by one of my friends, Drew Dudley. This one is Day One Leadership. So Drew was on episode five of the podcast, and we talked about Mm -hmm. um, mental health and um, running a business while dealing with sort of anxiety and stuff like that. Um, And I I heart Drew a lot. (laughs) So I've known Drew for a number of years now. And he is a leadership expert, motivational speaker. I don't know what you want to call him, but you should listen to him talk because he's really good at it. <laughs> I have I have a funny, uh, it's not a pet peeve. It's just, I don't know what to call it. But when people say a number of years. Well, cause I can't because I can't remember. One is a number <laughs> and so is a billion. Kay. And that's the only option available. Hold on. Because uh, it can't be a letter of years. <laughs> or a sign of Okay, well, let me think for a second. I feel but like I've known matter, him since actually. like... It was kind of like a side note. I think I've known him since like 2013. I've known Drew since before I left my full-time job to become full-time photographer. So approximately 1,500 days. Let's say that <laughs> way. It sounds like I think it's grand. More than that? <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to... Tell us about one now. So, funny enough, what I don't think this is the best podcast out there, mm-hmm. uh, but it's curated by three gentlemen who are all woodworkers. Yep. And I am a big woodworking nerd, <laughs> and they're yeah. they're in the four hundreds. Uh, their episodes are now in the four hundreds, and it's called Wood Talk. And uh, it's three guys. One of them is uh, Mark Spagnolo, who's remained the original gangster on this podcast and they've kind of switched a couple of people throughout and they really really talk about wood and what i really like about it is it's not kind of to the point nerdy this is how you do things mm-hmm. you know it's it's far from that it's experiences um they're breaking a lot of myths they're they're talking and that's the big thing they're talking with each other so three individuals are actually discussing a topic and it's really neat it, like sometimes i feel like a you know you're you're out for lunch and there's a group yeah. of three people beside you and you're just kind of listening in on <laughs> the conversation you're like yeah this is really cool that's what i like about it the the way it's delivered so the content is really relevant and the content is relevant to again small business now i'd say our our podcast is like it's relevant to anybody in the creative industry, you know, because we talk a lot about business itself. Whereas this would be ninety-five percent relevant to a woodworker and five percent relevant to somebody who's working for themselves or something. But um, but still, this is one of my favorite things, just simply based on the delivery and 
how they uh, arrive at a point, and just the the structure of it. You know, uh, really really good voices, really good people, except I'm really happy they got rid of this guy, Matt. <laughs> oh, he had this laugh that was just super annoying. And there was times where a one hour episode, I could only get through about 20 oh, to 40 no. minutes and I had to come back. Yeah. So I'm super happy they got rid of him. Uh, well, and he, they didn't get rid of him. He moved on to do something else. He got another job. Mm. So now, now the people are a little bit more entertaining, yeah. <clears throat> but what I like about it is it's a perspective of people who do the same thing, but three different ways. Yep. So Mark is, um, he's very power tool, uh, mm. in the shop, uh, driven individual. Whereas, um, uh, the new Matt, uh, has a big property and he cuts down his own trees and mills the wood and sells it <laughs> and makes stuff out of the, yeah, he makes stuff out of the wood he mill, he mills himself. And, uh, Shannon is, uh, a, a woodworker who does not use power tools at all. So, is, is, there's there's a lot to woodworking. Is Shannon and a man or a woman? It is a man. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he, uh, rather, they coming together. It's just really cool to hear three different perspectives. And I kind of I, I kind of relate that to how we are because you and I run the business completely different, mm-hmm. right? And hope I'm hoping that that perspective really helps to kind of launch a different outlook on how you can approach something. Because if if you and I did things exactly the same, mm-hmm. it, it would feel very instructional, right? Uh, and you have to kind of realize that different things work for different people. So yeah. um, another one that I really like that has nothing to do with photography <laughs> or business or marketing is it's called Car Talk. And they they have over eighteen hundred episodes, and it's a uh, it's published by NPR, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's two guys talking about cars. Um, and you can call in with a problem, and then they sort of help you diagnose the problem on the phone. <coughs> it is one of the most popular podcasts for whatever reason, but probably because these guys are funny, and this is what I really like about why I listen to this has nothing to do with me loving cars or wanting to know about them. It helps me understand that there are people out there who are your clients that are total different walks of life. Mm -hmm. So you'll have an individual call in. um, Oops, almost dropped my phone. You'll have an individual call in and say, I have a 2008 Jetta diesel it makes this noise. When I add this, it does this. And he gives you everything. And they go, well, that's simple. It's uh, problem X. You you do it by, here's how you solve it. And this individual will actually say, you know what? I've tried that already. But So this is why I'm calling. Because that was sort of common sense. Now I want to talk to you and get an opinion. And then you'll have somebody completely different call and say, I have this car. And it um, it makes a bumping noise when I uh, go in reverse, and they're like, "Well, are you running stuff over?" <laughs> <laughs> <You know? clears throat> 
and it may, it's funny because it's almost like people watching to me. You ever, again, I'll, I'll, I'll say like you're out for lunch at a restaurant or whatever. You ever just kind of observe people like doing their thing, walking around and watch their mannerisms and try to learn about them? Yes. You ever do that? All the time. It's my favorite thing to do. I, I analyze the crap I, out of people. Yeah, I wish I could get paid for that. <laughs> and I sort of feel like I do being a photographer. Yeah. You know, so, and that, so this, I literally love this podcast just to kind of gauge and understand what kind of people are out there. Yeah. And the way that they deal with these individuals, nobody ever hangs up angry. Hmm. You know, so sometimes they're comical, sometimes they're a little bit more uh, politically correct. Sometimes they're a little bit less politically correct and everybody's always happy. So I'm kind of not using this as a roadmap to how to talk to customers, but (coughs) (coughs) excuse me, I use it as a a subconscious thing almost where uh, when I speak to individuals with the same uh, commonalities, I kind of try that approach and let's face it. Every single person who calls me or emails me, I answer completely differently based on um, how I read them, mm-hmm. how I read the person through their voice, through their uh, through the email language. Because I, I, I know people say all the time, like, you know, there's no emotion in texts. Uh, so you shouldn't, when you get a text from somebody, you shouldn't automatically get angry. So hard. It, it is hard because you know the person. Yep. Right. But sometimes I read emails from people that uh, if a colleague was with me and they read the same email, they'd be like, who the hell does this person think they are? (laughs) And I'll tell them, like, this is just how this like if you look at the body of even how it's formatted, Mm -hmm. this is a person asking questions. They're not demanding at all. Like you need to just chill, cool, chill. Yeah, and answer the and 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 it it works every time. Yeah. You you get replies with smiley faces and um, like all of a sudden people kind of relax and they they it's almost like they feel they need to be super professional and because to break the ice, yeah. right? And and so funny enough, car talk sort of helps me with that, even on a subconscious level. So let's let's jump on to one of yours. I was just going to say, (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say, um, another one that's sort of similar to that, that I listen to reasonably regularly is Adam and uh, the Adam and Dr. Drew show, which is Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew Pinsky, who is the guy from Teen Mom, guilty pleasure, but Mm -hmm. who's like really good. And I could not ever get over how he talked to those girls because I was like, if I was in his position, I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. All, they did dumb shit, and he was just like, mm-hmm. Like, he listened really well and then didn't talk to them like they were being stupid. So that's impressive. I don't have that skill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, people call in. or Well, Adam rants for a while. And then people call in and ask questions about health and relationships and random stuff that I don't really care about. <laughs> um, and they, they answer questions and like really well. And sometimes the health stuff freaks me out because people will call mm-hmm. in with like serious things and Dr. Drew will be like, you need to go see a doctor. 
Which is what you were doing to me this morning. <laughs> yes. Although your situation is probably a lot less serious than what these people are dealing with. Um, so I'm bleeding from my ears every morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, now you said the, the one um, podcast with NPR, and I really like NPR, and like CBC, NPR has a lot of really good podcasts, and also WNYC has a lot of really good podcasts. And one of the ones I listen to is Radio Lab, and I've been listening to that forever, and it's like science and history and stuff and they just take a topic and they interview all these people and like they tell you the truth about stuff and just like some of the things that i have heard on that podcast i'm like like i kind of understand the placebo effect and how real that thing is because of their episode on placebos and oh my god the stuff that you learn from that show is outrageous um (coughs) and they do a ridiculous amount of research and it's also really well recorded. So like under the influence, like they mix in like sound effects and they jumble up the interviews and the narration. And it's just really, really well recorded. I tested this with clients and uh, it, it kind of, I got the idea because uh, I had this very demanding client that was asking for the most ridiculous touch-ups on photos mm-hmm. that did not make sense. So mm-hmm. what I told her was, you know what, I'm going to send you, I'm going to go home. I'm, I'm going to work from the studio rather. I'm going to send you revisions and you tell me what you think. And so I sent her the photo and she lo- opens it up and she calls and says, yeah, I like it just uh, around her chin. Can you um, add a little bit of shadow? I said, sure. And her arm uh, where, where there's a little bit of crease in the skin. Can you retouch that? Yep. So hang up. I open the file, I retitle it, save it again, and I do nothing. And then I send it to her, and I just get a text back with capital letters. Perfect. So I tried it on a couple of other (laughs) clients that were a bit ridiculous like that. And 100% success rate. It's almost like you give the clients the illusion that they're in control, and they're going to be happy. Because they don't even know what the hell they're asking you half the time. So yep. that, that was my placebo effect. <laughs> my plac- <laughs> study, if you will. And it blows my mind. And I, and I couldn't... It was, I was surprised. Um, yeah. I was going to, if, if I got called out, I was going to say, oh, shoot, must have, uh, must have accidentally say, saved it without the edits. Let me, let yeah. me send you <laughs> with the edits. But no, and so since then, um, that, that was a while back. Um, I have to admit, I've stopped editing a lot of crap. Mm-hmm. Just shoot right the first time, so to speak. But also, unless the client asks for it and demands that they need it done, it doesn't get done. And people love the photos. So talking about podcasts, um, and speaking of Adam Carolla, um, he does... So I listen to the same one with Dr. Drew. Uh, but I also listen to one called Car Talk, I think it's called. Um, it's Adam Carolla, but also the Adam Carolla show. Cause this guy's just, yeah. he's a podcast whore. Um, he, some people call him the pod father. <laughs> so uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> and again, those, those are completely different podcasts. So I am a bit of a car nerd. I love cars. Uh, I love going fast. Adam Carolla, if you did not know, um, he was supposed to host 
Well, you know what? It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. And by the time I recall all these things, we're going to run out of time. So Yeah, I was going to say, because I have to jet pretty soon, and so do you. Mm -hmm. Um, I just have a few more that I can go through reasonably quickly. Do it. Are you ready? Are you ready? I am ready. I've talked about this one before, Taggart and Torrens. Um, It's a Canadian podcast. It's by, oh, geez. Jonathan Torrance okay. from Jonavision slash, oh darn, Trailer Park Boys slash um, <coughs> Dr. D, or no, Mr. D. Mm-hmm. Have you seen any of those shows? Mm, well, <laughs> seen, yes. Watch, no. <laughs> um, and then Jeremy Taggart from Our Lady Peace. Yep. And they just talk about stuff, whatever they want. They like make, it's... It's like what I imagine dudes do when they're just hanging out and talking about nothing and making shit up and like. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's funny because there are a lot of podcasts like that. Yep. Um, there's uh, there's podcasts, even friends of mine who put them out, who just literally get together, drink beers, and talk about yep. useless shit. That's the- pretty much what these two do. Like um, Jonathan Torrens has. Um, a really good impression of Gordon Lightfoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> they have this ongoing storyline where he's just pretending to be Gordon Lightfoot and like doing outrageous stuff. <laughs> See, yeah. that sounds entertaining because, and that's what I was going to add is just be, just because you're talking about random shit doesn't mean I want to listen to it. Yeah. So this one's actually very, very unique where it's, it is entertaining. It's good. It's useful. Um, it, it, you don't feel stupid when you're done listening to it. You feel entertained, no. right? So, yeah, um, that's what I like about it. So, there's a couple of uh, additional podcasts. One of them, believe it or not, is a video podcast, hmm. and I, I kind of like that uh, because I don't. It doesn't mean that I don't have to go on YouTube. You know, like all his stuff is published on YouTube. But this guy's uh, this is Mark Spagnolo. He calls himself the Wood Whisperer. Um, I kind of hate that name. I wish he didn't call himself yeah. that, yeah. but it's stuck. And the first time I ever heard that, I was like, who the hell do you think you are? The wood whisperer. <laughs> Where do you get the nerve? You know, but he's actually, um, I'd say his approach to woodworking is kind of like my approach to photography. Uh, it's a very hybrid approach, you know, old school and old school techniques, new school uh, tools type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and myself being uh, a product of the 90s era when I started photography, um, I, there was a period of time where I was photography, where I was in photography that there was no digital. I was film only. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's funny, I talk about this all the time and I used to tell my class about it, but I think it would go over their head. The best way to learn photography is to shoot film because <laughs> you have to learn it. It's not, you can't just be like, oh, that looks too dark. I'll reshoot it right now. You have to be yeah. on the ball. And you couldn't just be like, well, I'll just crop this a little bit, whatever. I'm only using this for Facebook or it. Those things just did not apply. Now the rules stayed the same. Um, the way you treat lighting, the way you shape lighting, the way you, pose your clients or your subjects or whatever 
not that hasn't changed the, the rules stayed the same it's the medium that's changed right and so that hybrid <laughs> approach i really like how mark brings that to the forefront of woodworking and he teaches you some old school techniques with with a lot of common sense new new world approaches so yeah. and again video podcast too so i could just fire it up and watch a video and save it for later if i wanted to um there is a couple of others that are kind of guilty pleasures that i won't really go into um the simply because i don't even subscribe to them i don't even listen to them (laughs) there is a new one uh that that's on episode eight right now that i recently Mm -hmm. discovered and and i am going to try it but again i don't i'm very skeptical with podcasts I mm-hmm. will take a recommendation before before going onto the podcast app and looking for something in that in that field that I want to listen to. So, yeah. like I don't I don't do that. I will go on rec- on people's recommendations. So, and this new one is called Low End Luthiers, and immediately I think what a terrible name because a luthier is somebody who builds instruments uh, from scratch, so guitars violins whatever you what what have you right stringed instruments if you're building a stringed instrument uh you're a luthier and it's called low-end luthiers because they're building bass guitars so a lot of low-end all right right so i'm kind of like i got you clever but damn like if i just looked online i wouldn't i i wouldn't open this because i'd be like well i don't want to listen to a guy who's hacking this and low-end so yep. hopefully that helps. Um, apologies for the little technical hiccup there that you may or may not even notice, depending on Sophia's editing skills or her desire to edit. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> apologies for the coughing. Actually, mm-hmm. I have to say it this way. Sorry for the cough. <laughs> and I guarantee you right now, somebody is laughing their ass off. That's a little bit of an inside joke with one of our listeners. <laughs> So, um, oh, geez. yeah, well, throwing it back to Stevie Cake. <laughs> um, we want to know what podcasts you're listening to. Yeah. Right. What, what do you like about them? What don't you like about them? Well, hopefully you're not listening to them if you don't like something about them. Um, tell us by joining the conversation on Facebook at the Double Exposure Show group. Uh, and as always, all the podcasts that we talked about and all the links you can actually find uh, in the show notes for this episode at the doubleexposure.show slash 66. <laughs> and thanks to Benjamin Edward for our aardvark, Ben Sound for <laughs> our theme music. And thanks to you folks for sharing this episode with your friends. And if you would, if you would like what you heard, uh, please <laughs> leave us friends. a review. Blah blah blah. Please leave us a review and rating on iTunes. Yeah, please. Yeah, please. and that's exactly what I was talking about. Where your friends are probably like me, where they're looking for a recommendation uh, of a really good podcast that can help them, and this is it. So. Mm-hmm. Having said that, on that done and done. On that note, until next time. Get to work. <laughs> <laughs>